Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Diabetes is one of the most chronic diseases in children, with type 2 diabetes steadily rising. So what exactly is type 2 diabetes and how is it treated? I'm Marlena Bollinger, Executive Director and Founder of the Skinny Gene Project. Today we're giving you some practical knowledge about type 2 diabetes. You can become your child's most important ally in fighting this disease. This is Parent Savers. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Would you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your online, on-the-go support group for parents with infants and toddlers. I'm your guest host, Sunny Galt. Thanks again to all of our loyal listeners who join us every time we release a new episode. And for those of you who continue our conversations, as we're posting on Facebook and Twitter, if you want to get even more Parent Savers content, be sure to join our special club, the Parent Savers Club. You can also check out our Parent Savers app so you can listen to all of our episodes wherever you go. And that app is available on Android as well as Windows Phone and iOS. So Kalina, our producer, is going to tell you a little bit more about our virtual panelist program. All right. So if you enjoy the show, but you want to get in on the conversation and can't be here with us in studio, uh, we do like to still keep you included. So if you are on our Twitter, uh, Facebook as well, you can post questions, comments um, using the hashtag ParentSaversVP, and we will definitely make sure we get you included. Okay, so let's meet the parents that are joining us here in the studio. Um, You guys know me, but I'm Sunny, and I have four kids of my own. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and identical twin girls who are about to turn one. And Scott, what about you? Hi, I'm Scott. I have one boy, and he is four years old, and I'm always happy to be a part of the show. All right. And back to me, of course, uh, Kalina. I have one son. He's 17 months now, um, and it, it definitely making life exciting for us. Okay, thanks for joining us, guys. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, before we get started with today's show, we are going to talk to our expert today a little bit more about the organization that she's involved with. So again, it's Marlena Bollinger, and she is with the Skinny Jean Project. So Marlena, tell us a little bit about the project and uh, what you guys do. Sure. Thanks for having us. 
Um, so the Skin Aging Project is a diabetes prevention organization. What we do is we help those who are at risk for type 2 diabetes, either because they have a family history or they've been diagnosed with prediabetes, and we help them to make the positive lifestyle changes that are needed to prevent type 2 diabetes. So this is something you're passionate about. Were you impacted by diabetes personally? or Absolutely. So I lost my aunt in 2001 to type 2 diabetes. Um, she was a very educated woman. She was tiny, was all the things that don't fit with the stereotype. And um, she actually stubbed her toe and it was gangrene and she died in the waiting room before they were able to amputate it. And that was kind of my wake up call that this was serious. And um, we didn't actually find out that she had diabetes until two weeks before she died. Wow, I didn't yeah. even realize that, you know, it could result in something like that so quickly. Yes, and yeah. I thought it was, when it happened in 2001, I thought that it was just one of those rare circumstances, and then I started doing more research and realized that it happens a lot more frequently than we'd like. Wow, okay, yeah. so there's different programs that you guys offer. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. We have a variety of programs that, which fit each person's readiness for change. For example, if somebody just wanted some additional information, they could find that on our blog at skinagingproject.com. If they wanted some guidance, we have counselors that can do one-on-one counseling with them. But for those who need more invasive lifestyle changes, we have one-on-one programs that go for either 90 days, which kind of reboot their metabolism, or a one-year program. In fact, we're the only nonprofit in San Diego County with a, ni- with a diabetes program that is recognized by the CDC. Wow. Okay. So is that primarily then, or is it only for San Diego residents then, this Yes, the one-year program okay. is currently only for residents of San Diego County because it's something that we do in person. We actually go into the community and do the classes for one year. Okay, okay, but there's other services that you offer for people who don't live in San Diego. Exactly. Our Booster Metabolism Program, which is a 90-day program, which can go on for as long as you need it, that is designed to help anyone that is in the United States and because we, we do it virtually. We do telenutrition. Okay. All right. So what would you like parents, uh, what additional information, I guess, would you like parents to know about the the program and the project in general um, that are listening to this podcast now? How can they get involved? Great question. So what we are doing um, is we would love, great question. In fact, we actually have a race coming up on November 16th. We're calling it Skinny Jean Strides for Prevention. Um, It's going to be a 5K run, walk, and one-mile kids fun run. And our goal basically is to celebrate a child's decision to live a healthy lifestyle. We want family, you know, being physically fit together. So since fitness is a big part of preventing type 2 diabetes, this is one way we're doing it. So we would like anyone in San Diego County to come join us. It's going to be at Roadrunners um, on November 6th. And registration, if you would like to come then, is at 8 o'clock, and the race will begin promptly at 9 If you would like to, we are supported entirely by donations, like people like you and me, um, that are committed to changing the future for our children. We have a text to donate option, if that's convenient for those with cell phones that like to do that, like me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can text the word prevention and any dollar amount of your choice to to the number 59769. Again, the number is 59769. And any dollar amount, whether it be $10, $5, makes a big difference. Okay. Well, Marlena, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today we're talking about type 2 diabetes in children, and you met our expert a little bit ago, Marlena. She is the executive director and founder of the Skinny Gene Project, um, and welcome to Parent Savers, Marlena. It's good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's start off with some basics. Type 2 diabetes, what is it? That's a great question. Um, in the simplest way of explaining it, we like to say that diabetes is a disease of the metabolism in which our body is not properly converting food into energy. And honestly, that sounds very simple, but it's actually quite complicated. So if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of take a sure. minute and discuss that. So we all have heard before the fact that food is fuel. Right. But what does that even mean? Um, well, in the case of carbohydrates, which is the primary source of fuel for our body, what we do is we eat food, and the food is then goes into your stomach, and it's digested and turned into glucose. And that glucose now goes into your bloodstream. And when your body has the glucose in your bloodstream, your pancreas puts out insulin. And I want you to imagine that kind of the cells in your body, which is what needs the energy, needs the insulin to basically unlock the door so that the, the glucose or sugar, we'll call it sugar, comes into the cell and is burned. If you don't have insulin, there's no way for that glucose to get into your cells. And if it doesn't come into your cells, you can't actually use food for fuel. So essentially, when this process is out of balance, that's how somebody ends up with prediabetes, type 1 diabetes, or type 2 diabetes. There are two main reasons why a person gets diabetes, and it can be broken down to your body has a shortage of insulin, which is in, in the case of type 1, or your body can't use the insulin it has, which is the case with type 2 diabetes. So what is more prevalent, I guess, in children? Type that's, 1, type 2. That's a great question. Um, actually, type 1 diabetes is far more prevalent in children than type 2 diabetes. In fact, currently, there is about 206,000 children that have both type 1 or type 2, and about only 25% of that is type 2. But I think where that kind of the information gets a little skewed is we don't want to look at that and say, okay, well, there's not a lot of children. It's not a really big problem because it really it is. The fact that there's 25% of that number is type 2 shouldn't even really exist. You know, a couple of years ago, it could have been 5% or even less. It's the fact that it's growing. So the reason, so what we are trying to figure out is why. So why? <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> Do we know some of the risk factors or what's contributing absolutely. to it? Yes, absolutely. So the number one reason why, so I'd love to take some time and kind of go over that, is um, obesity. So if our children are obese, then it doubles the risk that they have for developing type 2 diabetes later in life. Define obese. That means that they have a BMI that it will actually, the children, children and BMI is different than adults and BMI because they're still growing and there's still a lot of hormonal things that are happening. So really it depends upon your age, your height, and your weight. So you want to, so when you go to, so I really think it's important when you go to the doctor and make sure your doctor will tell you that whether your child's BMI is in a healthy range or not in a healthy range. So, and then we also have to take in some other situations too, because just going with BMI doesn't calculate 
muscle content or something like that. So we really have to kind of get a better idea of the entire physiology of the child and makeup of the child before we label them. I don't think it's appropriate to just say, if you weigh more than this or right. weigh less than this, then you're healthy or not. I think it, you have to take all things into consideration. Marlena, can you, um, now you talked, I think when you first started, you were talking about the, the diet, you know, or, 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 or your, use your body, your, your food as fuel and such. Is it, is it the, you know, a, a specific diet, the types of foods that are eat, that are eaten that contribute a lot to, um, you know, prediabetes type one, type two? Absolutely. Well, first, I would like to differentiate between type 1 and type 2 diabetes because I think that there's a lot of misconceptions. A lot of times when we talk about um, diabetes in children, we naturally assume that we're talking about type 1. Um, Actually, type 1 diabetes cannot be prevented whatsoever. The only thing that we can prevent is type 2. In terms of diet, um, the thing is basically having excess amount of calories in any form can cause type 2 diabetes. A lot of times we pick on sugar, but in reality, sugar is necessary for our brain, but it's got to be natural sugar, meaning coming naturally from fruits, foods such as the dairy, fruits, vegetables, things like that, Um, not added sugar. Well, whenever we do have too much added sugar in our diet or too much fat or just eating foods that don't have nutrients whatsoever, all of those pose a huge, a significant risk. Because what happens is, is that when the sugar is in the bloodstream and it's not being brought into the cells, two things happen. One, we call it glycation. You guys have seen an M&M before, right? It's got <laughs> yeah. like this, you know, the, the hard shell. Well, essentially what happens is the excess sugar that's in our bloodstream coats our cells like sugar, in sugar rather, making them very sticky, which makes it prohibits blood from flowing um, to our organs. Another thing that happens is the excess sugar in our bloodstream acts kind of like shards of glass, which kind of cuts the inside of our blood vessels. And what happens when we get a cut? We bleed. You bleed. And when it starts to heal, what happens? Scabs. Yeah, scabs. Scabs, exactly. So when we have that excess sugar in our bloodstream, it's basically creating lesions and hardening the insides of our blood vessels. So um, in terms of what kind of damage can be done, you know, when you look at diabetes, you c- diabetes affects every or major organ in the body, from the heart to the blood vessels to the eyes to kidneys and nerves and teeth. And the, the reason why is because of that, all of that is caused because of the damage to the blood vessels. So say that um, a lot of excess sugar, non-natural sugars are, are eaten over the, over the course of time, and then you realize there might be a problem. And then you switch to, a, you know, essentially a whole foods type of a diet. Can what's happened in the past be reversed? That's a fantastic question. Um, the great part about our body is that our cells regenerate every 90 to 120 days. So I believe very much in the fact that if we can teach people how to eat the right things, then we do or we are able to give them a second chance with prediabetes because you can now stop the progression of type 2 diabetes. However, once you have diabetes... You always have diabetes. There is no cure as of right now. There are things that people are looking at as cures, but there currently is no cure for type 1 or type 2 diabetes. That doesn't mean that you're always going to have high blood sugar. You may continue to have a, once you have diabetes, your blood sugar may be in a normal range or um, it may be in control. But you will still be diabetic, which means that if you all of a sudden stopped eating properly or stopped taking your medication, your blood sugar will go right back up. 
because at that point, your body is no longer using the insulin it has or not manufacturing enough insulin. So earlier when I talked about how um, when you eat and there's sugar in the bloodstream and signals for insulin to come out and bring it in and that cell and that key basically opening, you know, kind of bringing the sugar into the blood, the, excuse me, into the cell, um, any, what happens is I, we like to call it like burnout. If you're younger and you're eating a lot of junky food, a lot of fats, a lot of high sugar, added sugar, um, your base, every time you're eating, your body's going, oh, wait, there's sugar. I got to put out more insulin, more insulin, more insulin. So I kind of feel like it's like a car battery where eventually it's going to try to keep up with what you're doing until it just can't. So when I was pregnant with my second son, I had gestational diabetes. Is that one, um, you know, is is that a type of diabetes? Obviously, I was tested after he was born Mm -hmm. and I was found to not have um, the gestational diabetes anymore. And I know that women who have gestational diabetes are more prone to have type 2 diabetes in the future. But that is an example of a diabetes that kind of could go away and not necessarily come back, correct? That is very accurate. Yes, usually with gestational diabetes, once you have your child, you no longer have it. But the risk once you have gestational diabetes, developing it later in life, is pretty significant. Okay. So it just means that you have to be that much more proactive about doing what you can now to prevent that from happening. Do you find that, um, or are there any stats, I guess, to support that a mother who had gestational diabetes, um, her child is more prone to getting type 2 diabetes? There are definite stats that talk about genetics and the role that it plays in the development of type 2 diabetes. Um, And I'm glad that you brought that up because I definitely, that's one of the main things that we would like people to know in terms of the risk factors, which is something that you asked earlier. Um, So... When we look at risk, genetics plays plays a significant role. And we've always talked about genetics and diabetes primarily in terms of type 1. But one thing that I think that I would like people to know is that genetics also plays a significant risk in type 2 diabetes. For example, you said you have twins, correct? So when we look at it, we actually see that if a tw- if you have identical twins, and I'm sure you yes. know exactly what yeah, we have identical <laughs> twins. Yeah. So the risk of with um with the link with with type one diabetes that if one twin has it and the other one has it is fifty percent. However, with type two diabetes, if one twin has it, which again same genetics, the risk that the other twin will have it is seventy five percent. Wow. So we, there is a, and then of course too, when we look at the um, genetics and parents and the, the likelihood, um, if you have one parent that has diabetes, the likelihood of their child having type, or excuse me, the, yes, the, the, if there's one per- parent that has diabetes, the likelihood of their child having diabetes is about 15%. But if both parents have diabetes, the likelihood of their child developing diabetes can be as high as 75%. So genetics plays a significant role in this. Are there other risk factors that play a big role, for example, ethnicity or anything like that? Yes, that's also a huge one. There are definite, um, there, yes, there are definite ethnic groups that have a higher risk and a higher predisposition for type 2 diabetes. Um, Latinas, Hispanics, African Americans, Asian Pacific Islanders. So there's a lot of minority groups, and it can be explained lots of different ways. One is something called the thrifty gene, which basically makes um, makes it so that some or um, the thrifty gene, which makes it so that some ethnic groups are more predisposed to holding on to fat than not. 
But um, one scary stat that I found, so I have a seven-year-old daughter, and when I lost my aunt to diabetes, that definitely was my wake-up call. But when you are a mom, and I know you parents, as parents, you know this, your view of life changes in an instant. I have diabetes on both sides of my family. Um, My aunt has died of diabetes. My grandmother has passed away from diabetes on my dad's side. On my mother's side, there's diabetes as well. So I know that I'm at risk. So it's not a matter of if it's when if I don't take action looking at my daughter because since I am African-American looking at my daughter I also see wow like what does this mean for you and having experienced the tragedy of losing someone I love I definitely don't want her that to be her outcome and one stat that I found which really knocked me kind of back was when I found that if females under the age of 13 that are African-American are diagnosed with diabetes so before they're 13 they could lose up to 23 years of life. 23 years. For me, if I go away from my daughter for a week, I miss her. Every second is important. So to be in a place where we are having our children, you know, this chronic disease is basically taking over. It has a tsunami effect affecting so many different organs. And we we have to as parents become more engaged and more involved and do something about that so i know that that's an important thing for me and my family and i feel that it's important for others too to understand the risks um and get involved and do something because right now we have the ability we have the ability but when our children are developing diabetes as early as the age of three type two you know that's just not okay we have to intervene Okay. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the symptoms that come with type 2 diabetes so you can recognize it as a parent. Also, are there ways to prevent it? We'll be right back. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back. Today we're talking about type 2 diabetes. So Marlena, when it comes to symptoms, I'm I'm thinking of parents looking at their children, making sure that they're eating what they need to be eating because that is something that we can control. Um, What are some of the symptoms we should look for if we think our child might be at risk for it and defining it and therefore, you know, working towards um, controlling it? Diabetes has always been known as being the silent killer because a lot of the symptoms are asymptomatic. They're not things that is going to show up so aggressively or abruptly that you're going to notice it and say, oh, that must be diabetes. But there are some things that we can, we can look at and say that they might be clues. The first one is unexplained weight loss. Um, also increased hunger or thirst even after eating. Now, take that in consideration. Our kids are growing. They're active. They're moving around. They're, I don't know about yours. Mine is always hungry. I, me too. <laughs> and thirst, too. I mean, if it's hot outside yeah. and they're thirsty, there are some of these things that we have to be able to look at the context of our children and say, is this abnormal? But um, going down the list, also dry mouth, um, frequent urination, fatigue, blurred vision, um, heavy breathing, slowed 
see healing of sores or cuts, itchy skin, and numbness and tingling of the hands and feet. Those are some of the symptoms that we can say, okay, these might be kind of, you know, um, something that we might want to take them in and make sure that everything is okay. Um, I did also want to point out that in regards to children, knowing when. So the, the time that we're really going to see that diabetes is going to start to most likely to show in our children is when they're at puberty. Okay. So after that, I think is if there is if they are having a problem with insulin, um, that's generally when it's going to start to show. So is that generally when we would be looking for something like this? Not necessarily in the toddler area, but when they're when they're older. Most likely, okay. yes. I mean, I definitely think that if you see something that looks questionable, always take them to the doctor. You can always get a blood sugar test and kind of put your mind at ease. Um, I definitely don't want to encourage people to kind of self-diagnose. If there's ever a question, please go talk to your physician. I mean, and if you're seeing your pediatrician on a regular basis, would some of this stuff, I mean, if you're, you know, my pediatrician always asks, well, have you noticed anything abnormal? And mm-hmm. if you're being honest and saying, well, I noticed, you know, that he seems to have dry mouth recently. You know, I mean, I would I would imagine the pediatrician would be kind of taking note of all this and right. would be able to say, yes. well, maybe we should do a test for this or maybe we should try this. So, Absolutely. That's you know. exactly correct. I think that that's why they ask you about your family history and it's mm-hmm. so important to make sure you're giving them all of that information. If they know that you have a family history of diabetes um, then and you're there's quite a few signs that are abnormal for your child and it can't be explained with just things are happening in the environment Mm -hmm. then they may want to go ahead and do a blood a blood test to find out and that is the test to determine it's some sort of blood test yes there's three different ways that you can do it there's a hemoglobin a1c there's a fasting and an oral glucose tolerance test so there are three different um, ways that they that you can actually be diagnosed with having diabetes. And is it similar to what they do when you're pregnant? Because I've had a lot of those tests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you drink the stuff and then they test the Yeah. The so, sugar. yeah, that okay. would be the oral when they're kind of giving you to see how you're able to metabolize it. My favorite one is by far the hemoglobin A1C because it tells you how well you're metabolizing sugar over the course of 90 days. So it's not like a snapshot. It's this is how you're doing it. And since we are metabolism experts, mm-hmm. that's that's definitely my favorite. I would imagine that's probably the most accurate too because it gives you a longer yes. you know, view yes. of what's I, happening. There, it is now one of the gold standards. It was kind of hard you know, with anything. It takes a while to kind of come into and be accepted. But <laughs> right. it definitely is, is definitely one of the gold standards now. So hopefully this doesn't happen in our families, but if if one of our children does develop type 2 diabetes, can you give us an idea of what it's like for children to live with that and how their lives change a little bit? What do they have to do? Yeah, I think that um, a child developing type 2 diabetes is very similar to an adult that would develop type 2 diabetes. What they have to go through would be would very much depend upon the level of which they're struggling with getting their their blood sugar under control. Um, For example, a child with type 2 diabetes might be able to be on medication, oral medication. Insulin can't be ingested because it's a protein, so the body would try to break it down. So it, it has to be given in an injection. So if their blood sugar is at a point where they need to be on insulin, then they would have to be taking insulin every day, multiple times a day, as well as pricking their finger multiple times a day. If a child has developed develops type 2 diabetes, they're going to have to be a lot more diligent about making healthier choices and knowing which activities and foods are going to spike their blood sugar. 
So I think they're going to have to be a lot more self-aware um, of what's going on with their body at all times. And if they're not, there are repercussions of that. So just to be clear, when we're talking about diabetes in children, as, as parents, is type 2 diabetes preventable? Yes. It is. Type 2 diabetes is absolutely preventable. It is 85% preventable. There are some things that we cannot control, such as genetics and hormones, which on the off chance sometimes makes it more difficult for someone with prediabetes to get their blood sugar under control. But 85% of the time, type 2 diabetes is absolutely preventable. And to do it, you need to, as was just mentioned, you need to know what your blood sugar numbers are. You need to know where you are so you know where you're going so that you know if you need to turn around, you know, reverse it, go back. Um, You can reverse prediabetes. Um, And with, like I said before, with type 2 diabetes, once you have it, it's a lot harder to keep it under control. And the thing is, is that if you have type 2 diabetes, you're going to have to make changes to your diet if you want to keep the blood sugar in control. So my thing is, let's just do it now. You're going to need to make those changes anyway. So do it now. And then as parents, we're the ones modeling behavior for our children. We're the ones making the food choices. Yes, they're having fits. Yes, they're begging for this, that, and the other. (laughs) But we're ultimately in charge. So we we have absolutely have the ability to prevent type 2 diabetes. And when we say it's uh, preventable, is that is it as simple as saying it's preventable with proper diet and exercise? Yes. Yes. It is preventable if you take control and you um, live a healthy lifestyle, which means exercising a minimum of 30 minutes five times a week, ideally every day, and eating a well-balanced, healthy diet. And same thing for our kids. Oh, yes. Yes. And the same thing for them. Okay. Thank you, Marlena. You're welcome. For more information about type 2 diabetes, or if you want to learn more about our expert, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. This conversation continues for members of our Parent Savers Club. In our extra bonus content, we'll finally get the answer to the age-old question, will your sweet tooth lead to diabetes? And all of our kids want those sweets, right? So it's a good question to ask. For more information about our club, you can visit our website. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We have a listener question from Annie from Wisconsin. She says she has a two and a half year old son who's developed this weird habit of licking people. She writes, it's not only embarrassing, but I'm also concerned about germs. I certainly don't want him getting sick. I've asked him to stop, but he seems to enjoy the extra attention he gets when he does it. How can I stop this? Hi, Annie. This is Susie Walton from the Joy of Parenting online course and Indigo Village. And you had a question about your two-and-a-half-year-old son who licks people. You know, actually, that just becomes, eventually becomes a habit. So he may be in the habit. So you can let him know and you can actually role-play with him on when he wants to connect with people, he can hug them or he can kiss them. 
And when he forgets and he licks, you just remove him from the situation and say, remember, it's okay to kiss or hug. And that's all you do. And if he comes up again and he licks, you remove him and say, remember, it's okay to kiss or hug. So you don't really get upset about what he is doing, but you're going to be very proactive on what you want him to do. And you're just going to keep doing it to where if he licks you, you go, uh-uh-uh, as you remove him, you know what to do. And you'll do that over and over again. And I have a feeling that will help stop that habit. Because as you know, he's not, you know, he's doing it for attention, but you don't want to make him wrong. You just want to keep going over and over again what you want from him, not what you don't want from him. Okay? So I hope this helps out. Let me know if it does or doesn't. And uh, thank you for that question because there's a lot of little kids out there that are doing the same thing. So thank you, Annie. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Parent Savers. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. This is Parent Savers, empowering new parents. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.